Hello and welcome to this week's podcast. My name is Laura and I'm going to talk this week about the spiritual discipline of service. Who comes to your mind as someone who serves well? Jesus? Mother Teresa? Family member or friend? Somebody from church or somebody from the community? These people can be a huge inspiration to us. When practising serving, we want it to be an overflow of our love for God. This helps us to serve with a healthy heart attitude and not to become overwhelmed or resentful. Matthew 22 verse 37 to 39 says, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul and with all your mind and love your neighbour as yourself. These verses are key to looking at service, for service and love go hand in hand. What our heart is full of is reflected in our actions. To practice service is a lifestyle choice that takes time to grow. Jesus is a clear example. John 13 tells us about the time Jesus washes the disciples' feet. Jesus got up from the table, took off his robe, wrapped a towel around his waist and poured water into a basin. Then he began to wash the disciples' feet, drying them with the towel he had around him. I have given you an example to follow. Do as I have done to you. The disciples had just been arguing amongst themselves as to who was the greatest. Nobody wanted to be seen as the least. The washing of feet was a task for the lowest servant and none of the disciples were willing. We have the invite to live as Jesus did, as a servant. This is a call that goes against the grain of society. We live in a very me-centred culture. Children are taught in schools that they are the most important thing in the universe. They are number one and they're encouraged to fight for what they want. This leads to selfish living and does not encourage serving others. Jesus encourages us to go against the flow of our culture and to follow his example of serving. What is service? Service is an action that puts others before yourself, carried out in love and kindness and points people to God. Or it can be defined as love in acts done in the power of the Holy Spirit to meet practical or spiritual needs of those around us. There are many definitions, but key recurring descriptions involve the words action, love, kindness and help. Alan Scott in his book says, The dream of God over your life is that you come alive in his presence and bring life to every environment spilling contagious hope into hurting humanity. God has entrusted believers with an assignment to lead the earth into life. Mother Teresa is another great example of someone who lived a life of service. She encourages us to spread love everywhere you go. Let no one ever come to you without leaving happier. I believe as we respond to loving God and partner with the guidance, leading, and prompting of the Holy Spirit, we can serve both God and people and bring hope and life. At the same time, we show people something of what God is like.
Tony flew into Honolulu. Because of jet lag, he woke at three in the morning. He got up and wandered down the road and found a rather grotty, greasy, spoon-type cafe. He ordered a coffee and a donut. The man behind the counter was an unkempt man called Harry. While Tony was eating and drinking, the door burst open and eight to nine boisterous prostitutes came in. They sat down at the bar. One of the women said, Tomorrow is my birthday. I'll be 39. My friend said, So what do you want from me? I suppose you want a party or something. Maybe you want me to bake you a cake. The first woman, whom he later found out was named Agnes, said, Why are you so mean? I don't want anything from you. I've never had a birthday party and no one has ever baked me a cake. Be quiet. At that point, Tony got an idea. When the ladies had left, he said to Harry behind the counter, Do they come in here every night? Yes, they do. The one next to me, Agnes. Same time, just like clockwork. So Tony said, What about if we throw a party for her, a birthday party? Harry began to smile and called his wife and they had agreed it was a wonderful idea and they made plans. The next night, Tony came back at the same time and the place was decorated with crepe paper and a sign on the wall which said, Happy birthday, Agnes! It had been cleaned up and looked like a different place. They sat down and waited. Soon others began to trickle in. Word had got round on the streets and prostitutes from all over Honolulu arrived. At the regular time, Agnes and her friends burst through the doors and everyone shouted, Happy birthday, Agnes! Her knees buckled. Her friends caught her. She was stunned. They led her to the counter and she sat down. Harry brought the cake out and her mouth fell open and her eyes filled with tears. They put the cake down in front of her and sang happy birthday. Harry said, blow the candles out so we can all have some. But Agnes just stared at the cake. Finally, they convinced her to blow out the candles. Harry handed her a knife and told her to cut the cake. She sat looking at the cake, lovingly, as if it was the most precious thing she had ever seen. Then she said, do I have to cut it? Harry said, well, no, I suppose you don't have to cut it. Then she said something even more strange. I'd like to keep it for a while. I don't live far from here. Can I take it home? I'll be, I'll be right back. Everyone looked at her with puzzled faces and said, Sure, you can take it. She picked up the cake and carried it as if, it, as if she was carrying the Holy Grail and walked out the door. There was stunned silence. Then Tony started sharing with those who left behind about Jesus. Harry said to him, Hey, I didn't know you were a preacher. Well, what kind of church do you come from anyway? Tony, inspired by God's spirit, said, I guess I come from a church that throws parties for prostitutes at three o'clock in the morning. And Harry said, no, you don't. There's no such church like that. Because if there were, I'd join it. Thank you, Nathan. I love that true story. For me, it shows the very heart of God. Tony, a man who loves God, served the prostitutes simply and beautifully, and in doing so, showed them God's love. So what else does service look like? In preparing, I have been taken back to memories from my childhood home. My parents love God and people. Our house constantly had people passing through day and night. 
With a bus stop right outside our front door, people were often invited to jump in the car with us and to be taken to their destination. My parents demonstrated in their actions to every guest, whether expected or not, one of hospitality, warmth, love and acceptance. Often plans would change due to unexpected guests or phone calls. People would pop in for a coffee. The biscuit tin was never empty. People came to be listened to. They came seeking advice or prayer or to borrow something. My parents would lend anybody anything. If a visitor arrived around a mealtime, they would be invited to stay. My parents illustrate for me some of the practical ways we can serve. Service is often something that is not seen publicly, but it teaches us to walk in humility. There is a deep joy and love that comes from acts of service. I believe service will look slightly different for each of us, hence the importance of being open to the nudgings and promptings of the Holy Spirit. This is by no means an exhaustive list. Titus 2 verse 3 is just one of the many Bible verses that encourages us not to slander anyone, to not talk ill of someone or not gossip, Um, can be seen as an act of service. To actively defend someone can be a kind act of service. By doing so, we guard a person's reputation. Titus continues, Be peaceable, considerate and always be gentle to everyone. Just having common courtesy is a way we can serve. Bringing peace into a situation, thinking of others. Remembering our pleases, thank yous, our RSVPs, acknowledging others, a smile, a hello, a text, a card, a phone call, encouragement. Hospitality, welcoming people into your homes. You may have practical skills that can be a blessing, DIY skills, gardening, needlework, knitting, computer skills or the ability to cook a meal or cake that you can share with others. Listen to someone. It takes patience and compassion, but it is a true gift if we give our whole attention. Do not feel you've got to have the answers for everybody. Galatians 6 verse 2 encourages us to carry each other's burdens. This requires learning. There is a skill in identifying with those in sadness and grief and heartache to to weep with those who weep but it is important to be able to hand them to God so we do not become overwhelmed. Praying for people and sharing a timely word from God is also a way of serving them. So who do we serve? The simple answer is anyone and everybody. To walk as a servant is to walk with God and respond to his nudgings to go to whoever he sends you. A good place to start is in the home, not always the easiest, but how well are you serving in your home with your family? We can serve in our neighbourhood, in our communities, those we encounter in shops, where we work, at the school gate, anywhere and with anybody we can meet, we can serve. A verse that is a constant encouragement for me is Colossians 3 verse 23. Work willingly at whatever you do, as though you are working for the Lord rather than for people. It checks my attitude and encourages me to do my best. A reminder it's ultimately Jesus I am serving.
Many will have heard, will have played heads and tails with a coin. I wonder if a coin can become a reminder to us as to who is the head of our lives. Who is it we are following? Each day we have a choice to follow Jesus or for us to be the head of our own lives. I'm not suggesting you flip a coin each day to see whether you let Jesus lead you or not, but I'm going to leave a coin on my bedside table with the head facing upwards as a reminder and an encouragement to follow in the footsteps of Jesus and let him be my head. The discipline of service encourages us to serve as an overflow of our love for Jesus, being led by the Holy Spirit. It is an opportunity for great adventure, love and joy that deepens our relationship with God and others. If along the way you find yourself becoming resentful about serving, do take it to God or speak to someone, as this is not how he wants it to be. Also, do not feel obliged to say yes to everybody or for every opportunity that arises for you to serve. I know for me personally, the times I have become angry, resentful and frustrated when I have said too many yeses and become overwhelmed. And service has then been a burden rather than a joy, with not enough hours in a day to fit everything in. By way of concluding, I want to read a few verses from Graham Kendrick's song, The Servant King. Talking about Jesus, it says, This is our God, the Servant King. He calls us now to follow him, to bring our lives as a daily offering of worship to the Servant King. So let us learn how to serve and in our lives enthrone him, each other's needs to prefer, for it is Christ we're serving. This spells it out quite clearly. There is an invite to follow in Jesus' footsteps and serve. It is not necessarily a popular road or a current teaching in our society. If we choose to serve God and others, our prayer might well be, Jesus, please help me and teach me how and who to serve today. Amen. If you'd like to leave any feedback or have any questions, do please leave a voice recorded message by clicking the message box above where this podcast is playing. Or feel free to email me, laurasutton555 at yahoo.co.uk. Thank you for listening. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord.